Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Just want you to know, daddy's home. Just in case you missed me and you thought it was not going to happen today, boy, were you freaking wrong. Anyways, today's Monday, June, June, July the 6th of 2020, day 188 of the year. And you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show, streaming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Beaming across the interwebs via safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv. And man, are we here, and we're going to have some fun today. Anyways, how are you? Sorry about the delay. Had some things that came up, and I could not get them to go away. So now we are here together. As you might have noticed right away, too, some changes inside of the studio. Oh, yeah. You know, we need to update some of the backgrounds from time to time. So that's what we're doing now. So hopefully you're enjoying your time. Hopefully you had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. And hopefully some great things did occur during the time frame. But you know... That my sarcasm has to be here in some way, shape, or form. So, we are coming to you tardy, because there's no other way to put it. So, let's get you started down the correct path. We're going to get you started with some feature story news. We're going to get that here, and let's get you going right away. 
bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Giles Gibson. At least 32 out of 50 U.S. states are seeing increases in COVID-19 infections, some with continued daily records. The total number of identified cases in the U.S. is nearing 2.9 million. FSN's Nick Harper reports from Washington. As the celebrations from the 4th of July weekend fade, the crashing realisation that cases are still rising, with more than a quarter of a million new infections nationwide since the start of July alone. Texas, Florida and California continue to see surging numbers and new daily records. Officials in those states have acknowledged that their initial reopening plans came about too early. Meanwhile, more than two million federal workers, mainly in the U.S. capital, are returning to their offices, raising fears that Washington, D.C., one of the few places not seeing an uptick in numbers, may be about to see a surge in new infections. The U.K.'s Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have spoken out about the, quotes uncomfortable history of the British Commonwealth. During a Queen's Commonwealth Trust video conference, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex said the wrongs of the past needed to be acknowledged. And I think so many people have have done such an amazing, incredible job of acknowledging the past and trying to right those wrongs. But I think we all acknowledge on here that there is so much more still to do. It's not going to be easy and in some cases it's not going to be comfortable. But it needs to be done because guess what? Everybody benefits. Holly Hudson has more from London. The couple who have president and vice president of the Queen's Commonwealth Trust joined in on a weekly video call with a group of young people responding to the Black Lives Matter movement. During the discussion, Harry, whose grandmother the Queen is, of course, head of the Commonwealth, said in order to move forward, the past needed to be acknowledged, adding it won't be easy, but it needs to be done. He also admitted to having his own unconscious bias. Meanwhile, his wife Meghan said it is also a time of reckoning when individuals should be putting their hands up to own their past wrongdoings. Holly Hudson, London. And a statue of the African-American anti-slavery campaigner Frederick Douglass has been pulled down in New York State. US President Donald Trump has blamed, quotes, anarchists for the attack on the monument. Our US correspondent Sarah Walton has the details. The statue of Frederick Douglass was removed from its base in a park in Rochester on Sunday. It was found beside a nearby river. Douglas escaped from slavery in the 1800s and became a leader in the abolitionist movement. The incident happened on the anniversary of one of his most famous speeches against slavery, given in Rochester in 1852. Officials say the statue is too badly damaged to be repaired. Nobody's been arrested, but President Donald Trump has tweeted saying this shows that these anarchists have no bounds. I'm Sarah Walton in New York. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. It's the metaphorical morning after the night before in Britain, after Prime Minister Boris Johnson declared England's pubs could reopen at 6am on Saturday. And open, many of them did, for the first time since COVID-19 restrictions were imposed. In many areas, they were thronged with people, many of them not wearing face masks and not engaging in social distancing. John Apter heads the Police Federation in England and Wales and was on patrol in the southern city of Southampton on Saturday night. Uh, you know, I spoke to um, a number, well, many, many members of the public and, you know, the, the people who run in the bars and the restaurants and the door staff. And there was that sense that some people were just so relieved to get out. I mean, it, it was like a New Year's Eve in that everyone was dressed up. It was all glamorous and it was it felt for some like party time. 
the frustrating thing for us as, as uh, you know, policing, and, and we met up with some paramedics as well, was not so much in the bars, because I think, I, I think in the main, one thing I was surprised by, in, in a city like Southampton, a large proportion of the pubs had chosen not to open, had chosen not to open. Yeah. So that meant there was a bit more pressure on the ones that were. So whilst they were trying to do their best inside uh, the pubs, outside, it was, it was like, you know, party central. Will the country pay a coronavirus price for all that partying? England will find out in the next couple of weeks. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest from Feature Story News. Giles Gibson reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I have to tell you, I still love it that the news is plugging itself as a service that is available to you. I don't get it, but hey, whatever. Well, thank you to the fans, good old group of feature story news. Anyways, I am so glad that we're able to do this late edition of the Rated R Safety Show, you and I together. Hopefully, you know, like I was saying earlier, hopefully everything's been fantastic for you, because I know sometimes things are not quite fantastic. But anyways, let's get you to some of the asinine news that I got to share with you. So let's get that out of the way. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, the entertainment has to start somewhere, so let's get that started right away. So, let's see. Let's go down the multiverse here. Thousands of Chinese citizens have come to the U.S. since President Trump's travel restriction on foreign nationals went into effect in January. According to the report by the Associated Press, based on data obtained by the U.S. Commerce Department, as many as 8,000 Chinese nationals and foreign residents of Hong Kong have entered to the U.S. over the last three months. Flight records show that 5,600 foreign nationals came into from Hong Kong in February and 2,000 came in March and another 150 came in April. The CDC and the HHS would not comment on why these territories were exempt from the China travel ban, but did suggest that there is no evidence to show that they transmitted any kind of virus. So what do you think there? How's your thought process as we go through it? Do you think the travel ban was really in effect? Or do you look at it and go, the travel ban's a bunch of bullshit, a bunch of bullshit, a bunch of bullshit, because that's exactly what some people consider that it was. So what do you think about when you hear this? What is your thoughts? What is your comments? Because you know you got some. There's so many different theories going on right now with a lot of this stuff that's going on. So I don't know what to say as we go forward with it. Anyways, let's move forward with some things that are going on here right away. Home Depot is changing how it sells rope after nooses are found in multiple locations. Margaret Smith, a spokesperson for Home Improvement Chain, told CNN that they are not going to tolerate hate symbols being created in their stores. So they will now sell shorter pre-cut length of rope instead of rope wrapped on large spools to hopefully avoid further 
incidents. So here's my question. So I understand where they're coming from. The standpoint that good old Home Depot is taking. Have you ever been down their spray can department? Have you ever taken a look at the cluster F that's down there? People spray paint stuff on little sections over there. And I'm going to tell you some of the times that I've walked down inside of that aisle in Home Depot and nothing against Home Depot, of course. I'm more of a low shopper, but whatever. But when I go down that aisle, some of the spray painted stuff that's there is not the, you know, the most fan favorite. It is not the most politically correct stuff that one can find. So are things going to change there too? And I know there was a whole concept there for a period of time of people sniffing paint. I know that's not a hate crime, but you know, that's a conversation. But what do you think? Because you can still use a spray paint thing. So should they lock that stuff up? I'm just asking the question to ask because, you know, sometimes people have to ask those questions. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. So we talked about it briefly last week, so let's continue. Joey Chestnut wolfed down a record 75 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes in Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. The 36-year-old broke his own record of 74 hot dogs set back in 2018, winning the mustard yellow belt for the 13th time in 14 years. Darren Breeden finished second with 42 hot dogs and buns. The margin of victory is the largest since the competition split into men and women event back in 2011. Meanwhile, Mickey Sudo set a world record by eating 84.5 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for the seventh consecutive win in the event. Sonia Thomas has held the record of 45 since 2013. That's a whole shitload of hot dogs, man. I can tell you right away, I am not a big fan of hot dogs. I can't imagine eating one. So I can't imagine somebody having to eat 75. But I I will tell you, some people were pretty excited about this event. Because, you know, I guess it's an exciting event. Now, the interesting part was that Joey Chestnut, they did an interview with him and he had a mask afterwards. So I can't imagine kind of holding down that amount of hot dogs, number one. And number two, if you're going to vomit and you had that mask on, holy crap, dude, that would have totally sucked in regards to how that would actually happen. But something to just think about as we do talk about it, because, you know, it's just a different world out there now with everything going on. A New Jersey man has died after fireworks exploded outside a public housing complex on Saturday. Witnesses report that the man was struck in the neck by a firework. First responders tried to revive him, but he was later pronounced dead at the Jersey Medical Center. The incident is being investigated after an abandoned liquor liquor bottle and debris from illegal fireworks were found littering the streets and the sidewalk where it occurred. Well, we always knew that these things were deadly. We always had the conversation knowing that, you know, this stuff can blow up on you. I mean, let's just really talk about what it is. It's minor explosives here. So a gentleman died because of a firework display. Now, how did this happen, though? Happened outside. Shot in the neck. I mean, so many different things that could go wrong with fireworks, as you know this. I know that. A lot of things to think about. What is your firework safety? Because if you did celebrate the 4th of July as a safety professional that you are, living potentially here in the United States, depending where you're listening from or viewing us. What did you do with fireworks? How protective were you? Now I'll tell you in the neighborhood that I live in, 
there is a kind of like a center section. And in the center section, they normally put up, put on a pretty big firework display every year. And they have like a, you know, whole bunch of people come down to the middle of the town and so on. Well, this year they didn't do the meeting of the middle of the town, but they did fireworks. But I'll tell you, my neighbors think they wanted to try to compete with the people that were putting on the fireworks. That was for sure. There were so many fireworks going on. I wasn't sure what the hell was going on, especially at the time frame that they claimed that they were going to happen. But anyways, going back to the gentleman that died in New Jersey. What do you think firework safety should look like? I mean, if you hung out and watched MTV over the weekend, ridiculousness was all over the place. They were doing a marathon starting from Friday evening. And they did have a few that were involving fireworks on that show. I love Rob Durtek. Don't don't get me wrong. But they did show some weird shit happening on the show. Even some dude doing some duct tape and putting a firework next to his nipple. Yeah, we won't tell you what happened next. You can have a pretty good imagination. But man, it's some craziness going on out there. Something to think about, of course. You know how that is. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue down the pike here. Koalas in the Australian state of New South Wales could become extinct by 2050. After several decades of clearing the for agriculture, underdevelopment, mining, and forestry, and the drought-fueled bushfires earlier this year, about a quarter of the habitat has been destroyed, with some parts up to 81%. After a year-long inquiry commissioned by multi-party parliament committee, 42 recommendations have been compiled to prioritize the protection of the animal. Spokesperson for the state premier said that the government would consider the report and respond in due course. In due course. Adding that it has already committed $30.14 million to protect the animal. Holy shit, dude. That's a lot of money in protecting the koalas. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're cute little creatures. But what do you think? $30.14 million? In protection, what else do you think they deserve? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, don't type away in a little box telling me, you know, you hate koalas and I hate you for hating koalas and blah, 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 because I don't hate koalas. $30.14 million is a lot of money for koalas, man. Especially with a lot of stuff going on right now. Anyways, let's continue. The Little Mermaid is the latest target of racial protest. Over the weekend, the famed statue of Hans Christian Andersen, Little's Mermaids, one of Copenhagen's biggest tourist attractions, was spray-painted with the text, Racist Fish. A researcher at H.C. Andersen Center at University of Southern Denmark said, I am having a hard time seeing what particularly racist in the fairy tale the little of the Little Mermaid, of course. No one has taken responsibility for the act. So what do you think? Now, I will tell you, I do watch Disney movies. Not all the time, but I do. Little Mermaid's not one of the ones that I will tell you that I'm in love with, and I can tell you a lot of stuff going on with it. But what do you think? What do you think about this? It's kind of weird about the racial remark there. 
Now, of course, we could always have, you know, a whole other conversation about some of the other movies that are out there related to Disney. And don't get me wrong. I think some of the Disney movies are good. And yes, should some of the Disney movies have disclaimers on them before the movie starts? If it's on Disney Plus, probably. But what are you thinking? What are you thinking as you look at this? Did this statue deserve to be spray painted and saying racist fish? I don't know. Is it something that should be taken down? I don't know. I have a, I, I'm still trying to learn. So hopefully you can understand my questions behind that. Because I know sometimes it's extremely difficult when people don't have certain understandings. But I'm trying to learn from you. On what do you see the validity to this might potentially be? You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so let's go through this real quick. If you are a Netflix user and you have not realized this, you might be in for some excitement. Oh, yes. Let me get you a little bit excited about Netflix. And I know there was some hate speech last week about it. Duh. But Netflix users can now remove shows that they have no plans to watch from the continuum watching row. Oh, isn't that exciting? The streaming service unveiled the remove from the row option, which users can select and remove titles in the category. The feature may not be available to everyone just yet, but Netflix says that there is another way to remove the continue watching shows per Netflix. Here we go. When you hide titles from the viewing activity, they won't appear in the Netflix as movies or TV shows that you've watched. They won't be used to make recommendations to you unless you watch them again. Hiding titles from viewing activity will also remove them from your continue watching section. So I don't know if that gets you all excited about it, that now you know how to remove your stuff from Netflix. I don't know. I know some people make a big deal about it. The one that annoys me is the one on Apple TV, the Watch Now one. Is it Watch Now? I think it's Watch Now. That one kind of annoys me. I don't know why. It just does. Something stupid, of course. But that's just kind of what happens. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. A Burmese cat named Oscar proved that cats really do have nine lives after surviving for 12 minutes in an active washing machine. Oscar's owner told local Australian news outlet that the family pet accidentally got thrown into the machine with a load of bedsheets. Fortunately, he merged with without serious injury and after a course of anti-inflammatory medications a 24-hour stay at the vet and oscar has seemingly returned to normal well holy shit what color was the cat that nobody realized that he got thrown in with a load of sheets sounds like a load of shit to me but hey what do i know i'm just the guy behind the microphone we are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a 36-year-old man was attacked by a shark while spearfishing off the east coast of Australia. 
Yeah, you see the theme here? A lot of Australian stories today. A doctor and nurse who named, who happened to be at the scene, provided first aid until paramedics arrived. Unfortunately, the man could not be saved and died at the scene. The incident marks the fourth deadly shark attack in Australia this year. Kind of odd. And no, I want to answer the question before the conspiracy theory starts. I'm not doing mostly Australia stories because it's so late in the afternoon. It is morning there. I will point that out. And we do have a lot of listeners in Australia and New Zealand. Just pointing that out too. But that is not the reason why a lot of these news stories are coming up. Just in case. Because I know some people might ask that question. Duh. Okay, let's continue. The 4th of July weekend was mad by violence across the U.S. Chicago, known for its gun violence, saw more than 67 people shot over the holiday weekend, with at least 13 killed, including a 7-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy. New York City had at least three deaths due to shooting that occurred Saturday night. Multiple injuries were reported as well. For the month of June, there were 250 shooting victims in 20... Hold on. In their... Hold on. For the month of June, there were 250 shooting victims in 2020, up to or up from 97 from that month last year. The Daily Mail reports that burglaries are up 119% and car thefts are up 48%. All this comes from Mayor Bill de Blasio announced a $1 billion in cuts from the New York Police Department. Baltimore police dealt with several shootings over the weekend that left one person dead and eight injured. A family of five was driven through a Detroit neighborhood on Saturday where someone in another vehicle opened fire at a 39-year-old woman who died while a 40-year-old man and three young boys were injured. A woman in Memphis was shot dead while watching fireworks. Four are dead in Philadelphia after two separate shootings occurred in the city. A child in critical condition after being shot in the head in St. Louis. An 80-year-old girl was injured after being shot inside of a vehicle in Cleveland on Saturday night. And two were killed and eight injured for a shooting at a nightclub in South Carolina. Holy shit. There's no other way to put it. That is a lot of violence in a very, very short period of time over a very, very, very large piece of the land. What are you thinking here? Take a moment. What's your thoughts? Crazy, isn't it? All of this violence that is occurring in our nation here in the U.S. It's all over the place, not just in one area. Something to think about as we do have the conversation, of course. We can talk about this all day. We can talk about it all night. But as you can see, all of this violence all over the place. Of course, I had a lot of this stuff this morning as we were vetting some of the information and going through it. Because that's definitely what we want to do. We want to talk about the things that are going on inside of the world. And then sometimes when you start talking about some of those things in the world, you might even have to consider getting a lawyer from time to time. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. 
we at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, we always have to try to be entertaining here at the Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, I want to talk to you. Last week, we did make a brief mention about some things that might potentially be coming up. Well, and I said they might be coming up a lot sooner than later. Well, as I was telling you, that's exactly the case. So on Thursday... At 3 p.m., 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to have a conversation with Mr. Sheldon Primus here. As you can see, it's a question about diversity. This is a free event to attend, just so you know. And what we're going to be doing is talking about the different diverse things that are should be occurring inside of the United States. A question about diversity. Now, this is a live event. We want to make sure that we, we specify that. This is a live event. You can have the opportunity to come out, hang out with... I and Mr. Sheldon Primus, right there, live from your computer. So here's what you'll need to do if you're interested in attending. What you would do is you go to safetyfm.com, go to the section that says live virtual. That's safetyfm.com forward slash live dash virtual. If you go right over there, you can go in, click in, get your ticket. The ticket's free. I just want to make sure that we're clear there. And what it's going to be is a conversation between Sheldon, myself, and the audience about diversity in the United States. And of course, if other people from around the world are coming, of course, that's going to be open to them as well. So we'll talk about diversity overall. Now, here's a couple of different things here. This will be a session that will be a virtual session. This session will be a one time. Let me explain what I mean by that. This conversation will not be recorded and used on Safety FM. This will not be restreamed, rebroadcast or anything to that extent. What we want to do is have a conversation between Sheldon, the audience and myself. And everything that we have there, we want to do a couple different things. Number one, have the memories of when we leave the event. Number two, have the learnings and never worry about it actually coming to the light of day of what was said inside of the event. So if you're interested in attending, go to safetyfm.com forward slash live stream. Then the other portion before I forget, we still got our hop 101 for beginners coming about. So on July the 29th, 2020. We'll be putting on that event. So if you're interested in attending, that's July the 29th, 2020. And for that one, you go to safetyfm.io. That's safetyfm.io. Now, what we are doing at that particular event is something a little bit different. What we're going to do on that one, if you assist us in promoting the actual event, you can come to the website, safetyfm.io, click there, once you get there, there is a section, even if you don't, if you're going to even be there, you can click on a link that says create a, uh, an affiliate link, and we will do a 5% revenue share with you for the event, because you're helping us promote the event. So that's what we'll do in return. You don't have to go to the event. All you have to do is click on the create the link, and then, of course, people have to purchase tickets through your link. So for every ticket that's sold, we do a 5% revenue share with you. So if you're interested in doing that, you're more than welcome to doing it. Also, last but not least, contests. You know, we always do contests. We love to do contests. I love giving away stuff. I just do. Um, so if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest at this particular moment, we are giving away tickets, the opportunity to win tickets 
a ticket per winner. We're going to give have three winners to go to our Hop 101 for Beginners. So if you're interested in entering for that, go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, and that will give you the opportunity to enter into this. We'll do the drawing live on the Rated R Safety Show, just so you know. Um, and that will be, we'll actually give those away on the 27th, so two days before the event. So if you're interested in doing that, you're more than welcome on coming out, hanging out, and doing all that kind of fun stuff. But like I said, the uh, the Wednesday, or excuse me, the Thursday event is right coming around the corner, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Anyways, let's continue a little bit with the news here. As you might have heard, Nick Cordero has died after months of long battle with the coronavirus. The Broadway star whose credits include Waitress, The Rock of Ages, passed away Sunday morning at Cedar Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, where he had been hospitalized for the past 95 days. His wife, Amanda Klutz, kept fans up to date on the ups and downs of his health over the last three months. Cordero leaves behind Klutz and their son, Elvis Eduardo. He was 41. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family. Let's continue, and I know this is always a a rough transition after talking about any kind of death, and you know that, I know that. I don't have the easiest time doing the swing from one to the other, but let's go through it real quick. Let's talk about what's going on inside of the world of politics, stuff that I normally don't like talking about, but hey, we have to talk about it from time to time. President Trump announced plans to create a National Garden of American Heroes, describing it as a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans who ever lived. I will give you some names. The gardens will include John Adams, Susan B. Anthony, Clara Barton, Daniel Boone, Joshua Lawrence, Henry Clay, Davy Crockett, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Benjamin Franklin, Billy Graham, Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson, Martin Luther King Jr., Abraham Lincoln, Douglas MacArthur, James Madison, George S. Patton Jr., Ronald Reagan, Jackie Robinson, Betsy Ross, just to name a few, uh, George Washington. I think I said George Washington, but he's still uh, there. An interagency task force will search for potential sites while the Department of the Interior will be providing funding for the garden. The plan is to open the site by July the 4th of 2026, the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, which is technically not true. That is not really the date. We talked about that last week. Anyways, let's continue. President spoke. President Trump spoke about a pair of events that occur on Independence Day weekend. On Friday, he addressed a crowd that gathered at an outdoor amphitheater around or right below Mount Rushmore. And on Saturday, he hosted the second annual Salute to America outside the White House. Both speeches aimed to promote patriotism and pride to recognize the holiday. At Mount Rushmore, he reminded everyone who the faces carved into granite behind him were and how they contributed to the freedoms that they enjoy today at the white house's appearance was preceded by a series of military flyovers during both occasions the donald had tough words for those attempting to destroy and vandalize the national monuments including the 10 years in prison sentence as we previously discussed you are listening to something magical <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so some bad news. No winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $73 million jackpot. 
or a $57.2 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's night's drawing will be for $69 million or a $55 million cash payout. During this time, if we were doing the normal shindig, I would tell you what the hell happened over the box office. Well, guess what? There is no box office to share. And it looks like we won't really be sharing anything about a box office until probably August at this particular point. Anyways, have you seen this little joke going around about how everything was supposed to be done by July? And then it says, July. Like, you lied, but July. I don't know if it's funny. It's kind of interesting. Thought it was kind of weird. Duh. Duh. But something to think about for sure. That's something, that's something going on. Anyways, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. NBC soaps. I'm sure people care about that. Days of Our Lives is set to return to production. Woohoo! I mean, good for you. Glad to see that. Charlie Sheen is celebrating one year of not smoking. The actor tweeted about its milestone on Saturday, writing, Dear at my lungs, it was one year today that I quit smoking. Hashtag, you're welcome. Sheen is also working on a three year of sobriety. So good for him. Mike Tyson was drunk and high on drugs when I've when he filmed The Hangover. The 50-year-old told, who said, well, that's what he said, that he looked like a pig during the filming and bumped into Zach Galifianakis, his co-star, on a night. But then he was told about his cameo on the set the next day. Tyson told motivational speaker Tony Robinsons as he chatted with the actor, actors at a club and was shocked. When they told him, we're going to be at a movie with you tomorrow, he continued on saying that is apparently made it to the set and filmed his scenes all while high on cocaine. High on cocaine. That's direct and pretty honest. Hugh Jackman says that he misses his homeland. The actor showed him off a puzzle of Sydney Opera House. He was attempting to finish over the weekend and saying, my city of Sydney, I miss the warmth of you. He then showed the lid of a 500 piece puzzle and said that what I am missing more is this piece as he pointed to the empty spot of the puzzle. Jackman then channeled his inner Wolverine and he moaned, I've lost it. I've lost a piece of my heart. And he ripped, ripped the puzzle in frustration. That sounds very, sounds very interesting. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure to say the least. Anyway, so you might have heard this news over the weekend, and you might have been in shock when you heard this. Kanye West has announced that he is running for president. On Independence Day, the rapper tweeted, We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Vision 2020. Hashtag. SpaceX and Tesla C. Well, hold on. Before I go into that, what do you think? What do you think? Interesting, intrigued, surprised, shocked. I don't know. What's your thought process? Of course, there's already a petition online for Taylor Swift to run for president, too. But who the hell knows there? SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk responded. You have my full support. Kim Kardashian West also tweeted her support. It is unclear if he yet has filed for official paperwork to appear on state selection ballots this year or which political party he would be running for. So, something to think about. You know, the creator of Gold Digger would actually be running for president. So, something to think about, for sure, as we talk about this. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you still have time to celebrate. Today is National Hand Roll Day. I don't know what that is. 
and then National Fried Chicken Day. Any, every day should be National Fried Chicken Day. Any day is a good day for chicken. I'm just saying. Anyways, let's talk about some, a couple birthdays real quick. Manny Machado, Major League Baseball, turns 28. Ready for this? Kevin Hart turns 41. Rapper 50 Cent, not there yet, turns 45. Here's going to be a little shock for you as you hear this. Sylvester Stallone and George Bush are the exact same freaking age. Ready for the number? 74. Duh. Who looks better for 74? I'm just asking a question. Is it Rocky or the former president? I'm just saying. Just a question. Anyways, hopefully you did enjoy this late tardy edition. You know, I, I was like that guy at work that shows up late and you're like, what the hell is that person doing here? They're still, are they going to still try to do their job? Are they still going to try to do what they're supposed to be doing? Well, I'm here. Sorry that it was a little bit later than expected. But hey, shit happens. You know this. I know this. But we're here. We got to spend some time together. So a couple different things as I already stated about some events that are going on. Also, let's talk about it because we have not mentioned it real quick. So let's talk about it. If you are going through struggles mentally dealing with depression or thoughts of suicide you can call my friends at the national suicide prevention lifeline that is the national suicide prevention lifeline you can call 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255 if you don't have a phone that you can call from the other thing you can do is you can jump online that might be another option for you and you go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They are there available for you 24-7. So, 24-7. Now, keep in mind, they do not have text messaging. So, don't text because it's not going to go anywhere. So, it's either calling or going to the website. Those are the two options. The other thing we've been talking about over the last week or so, and I don't think we should ever stop, is missingkids.org. This gives you... The information of, you know, when an Amber Alert normally goes off on your phone, it gives you all of the information about missing kids throughout the United States. If you go to the website, missingkids.org, you have the opportunity to take a look around on seeing who's potentially missing in the area that you live in. And there is also a way to volunteer, help, participate, and so on. So if you do have the opportunity of doing so, give it some consideration and we can go from there. Anyways, Thank you for being the best part of Safety FM, and thank you for taking a listen to this late evening edition of the Rated R Safety Show. And always thank you for being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Thank you for always coming over to the sound of real safety talk. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.